We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game one, without Steph Curry, what we think will be a few weeks, you know, two weeks, maybe three weeks, he seemed in good spirits, easily the dumbest game of the season. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, like, you could say though it was self-inflicted by the Warriors, you could say they showed a lot of positivity, particularly Jordan Poole down the stretch, but that officiating down the like, I, I'm just going to throw this out there to start. There's one game a year where you're like, what are the refs doing? And this was the Warriors' one game a year. I, it looked like a 2020-2021 game, right? It's exactly what it looked like. We watched it at nauseum last season. I think we saw this game 15 times. So while this was unfolding, I kind of was laughing to myself. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this one before. It actually had some 1920 vibes. Remember when Draymond used to get kicked out every other game because he just didn't want to be there? That's what, it, that's what it felt like tonight where it's like, Draymond, like, yeah, okay. Look, the ref sucks. We know he's an asshole. All of this, all of that. But it's like right, Murat, Murat Kogut, by the way. Um, complete clown. For those of you who do not remember, the uh, official who dubbed yes. the term hot stove contact for Josh Akogi just – hitting Steph's angle in midair, being like, oh, it's, it's not foul. It's just some hot stove contact, which is never, no, I, like at no level of basketball has that ever been acceptable, but whatever. <laughs> that was also, if you remember that game, like Steph and Katie hit like multiple game winners All right. called off. It was, uh, you know, I would say Kogut is number one on the Warriors shit list of unrefs. Like, he passed Scott Foster four years yeah, ago. Yeah, way, yeah. Scott Foster is like, he's good for the Warriors now. So, so yeah, it's just, it, Draymond, but like, Draymond, you can't get, you can't get kicked out, right? They, they need a win. It's not like Steph is playing. If Steph's playing, the Warriors probably win this game without Draymond, but it's like, what are you doing there? Then, then, then the Spurs make like 15 threes in the first quarter, you know, that, that kind of stupidity and, you know, just all kind of dumb stuff. And then it just ends with, I mean, we kind of knew what was coming. We knew we knew he missed the free throw, but then the dumb foul and all—it just—I don't know, Sam. It just—I I, I don't well, know I, why I'm not—I'm not that mad. And I don't know why. Because know why. You know, because you know this one's on the refs because they call a loose or over the back on Looney. Right. 
Right. And then they let Keldon Johnson get away with the same. Like, it's just, it's an inopportune time for this game in the NBA season because the Warriors should have won this game and probably they need it because they're hitting a tough stretch. They stuff. do need it. They do need um, this win. So like they throwing did. a game away like this, you know, when, when we don't really know when Steph's coming back and I'm assuming he's probably not playing in the regular season. It, it, it sucks, but it's like, there's at least one game a year where you're just like, I don't know what's going on with the refs. And that, and that was tonight for me. Yeah. I, but at the same time, the Warriors did get outplayed for a majority of this game, right? Like for, for a huge majority, they're just, you, you just can't be that bad defensively against this type of team. It's not like, I mean, the Spurs have a good offense, but at the same time, it's like, you just can't be this bad. Why are you down 14 points in the third quarter to the Spurs? It's just, I don't even think the Spurs have a good offense. They missed a lot of shots that were uncontested the whole way. Like they're just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like a lot of the Spurs players for what they are, but like, are there any stars on the Spurs? No. I mean, DeJounte Murray is as close as you can get. And you see in crunch time, he's, you know, he's fine, but he's not getting his own shot free every time. Right. So it's like, it's just the fact that the Warriors were in this game so close where like they didn't have a lead until the late in the fourth quarter. Right. It's not like the Warriors were up 10 to 15, the whole game. And then they lost at the end. They were the ones that were down. So that part of it was frustrating where, like they just weren't good enough. And then obviously, like you said, the last minute was just piss poor refing. But outside of that, they were bad tonight. They didn't play well. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to take this to bigger picture stuff because we're, we're about to, we're about to enter. I mean, we have entered officially. They're going to have no stuff for two weeks minimum. His reevaluation at two weeks makes you think it's more like three weeks till he plays. Probably three so weeks. Like, so they're, they're going to, they're going to play at least 10 games without Steph, if not more. Um, they're clearly in the playoffs. They're clearly not going to be in the play-in. But um, where where they land in the seeding, like that's that's to be determined. They could easily fall to four or five. And right now they have a two and a half game lead, and we don't need to worry about it right now. But like you give, I had this game well, penciled as a W. You know what I mean? Like this was a when I was looking at the schedule without Steph, I would have said Spurs has to be a W. Tuesday against the Magic has to be a W because you're probably going to lose to the Heat in Miami. You know, you know, like that's where it's No, it's exactly what it is. You can't lose it's, exactly what it is. I was it, less it, worried about the seating because I was like, yeah, Sam, this is a win. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so when you give away games that you're supposed to win, now it becomes a question about seating. And it's, it's not worth, like, diving into it just yet because there's still – I think we're, like, another five games a week away from when we should start doing like serious, like seating talk, you know, like there's still too much basketball. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, giving this one away, whatever the circumstances, it sucks. Um, Let me, let me, uh, let me, let me transition to like talking about the game because like, obviously now the Warriors are going to have to find a way to, they can't lose to Orlando on Tuesday. Um, We'll call Miami on a back-to-back a loss, but then they, they're going to have to win in Atlanta. They're going to have to win. And DC, those are both winnable games because they're going to lose in Memphis, in my opinion. You know, like so, so they they just, they need to they need to make it up. And you know, when I when I look at this one, let, let's 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 talk about the players. Let's talk about Draymond first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he looked slow in the first half, uh, and I wasn't sure if he was, you know, if, if it was I'm working myself into shape or my body's not right, or it was just like laziness. He did, he looked like he was trying to ramp it up. And then of course, you know, he gets the T, he starts here and he just gets ejected. Right. 
So, so I don't know, but like they need more from Draymond than what they were getting early. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State played today. Uh, they lost. So I, I assume that Draymond had uh, had some <laughs> had some fun. But yeah, I mean, he didn't look good. He, he looked tired, slow. I, I think part of it is like it's this. It's been a few games. He, adrenaline kind of wear off a little bit. It's one of those type of games when you're 30 plus. I, I I don't think it's an injury because he just wouldn't have come back if he was still if he still had back problems. Like it's hard for me to believe. Yeah, like, he didn't he didn't look this slow in the in the the two previous games either. Yeah, so. I think it, yeah I think it's just one of those games. He did look better, like you said though. He looked better when when they were trying to put on a run and then he kind of got himself booted. He fouled him though, right? The verticality they played him. He was like, okay, you fouled him, like you did. It just. I actually I actually didn't I actually didn't think it was a foul, but it 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 was. It was like a 50 fit. Yeah. It, it wasn't a play that you like throw a tantrum over, you know, it's yeah. like one that you like, you give the ref the eye type of thing. Yeah. So I, I good like that. He played better, but one of those games where it's just simply for me, we've seen Draymond get booted out of those games so often that it's like, yes, even if it's a shitty ref, even if it's a bad call, but it doesn't mean you could just get kicked out for two texts, man. Like it's just that, that part is not acceptable it, t- to me. Like, we know we've seen this over and over again. If it's Steph Curry getting kicked out, then I'd be like, okay, like that's that's never happened before. Why would why would Steph get kicked out? But it's like Draymond. Yeah. Everybody knows what's going to happen here. Everybody knows. So it's just not yeah. acceptable. Not especially he got kicked out what like early third. So they're playing twenty plus minutes without him, right? And and just just Josh Richardson's going off. Sam, it's just like completely unacceptable. I think I think on the macro, it's like, look. This team needs the best version of Draymond, and we got middle of the season, right? Regular season, barely. Tonight. Yeah. So yeah. It, you know he's got to be better. I know he's trying to work back into shape, but like the only way this team's gonna go 500 without Steph involves Draymond kind of being the leader he's capable of being. Right. Uh, and and so so yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like I, I get why he was mad about the officiating, but he's got. Um, who should we go to next? Let's go to some good stuff. Let's go to some positive stuff. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest positive of tonight was Otto Porter and Bielitsa. Mm. Um, Otto specifically because he's been really good for the Warriors most of this year, and like the last monthish, he's been subpar and he's he's been out of the lineup with some injuries. But tonight he looked like the guy he looked like in the first part of the season. Uh, rebounding, hitting shot. He wasn't really hitting too many threes, but like just, just really putting his imprint on the game, being a reliable. Play. I mean, do you remember the beginning of the season? Otto, it was a question if he should start, right? Like, yeah. should he be yeah. starting next to Draymond? Like, he's he's kind of transitioned into being a stretch big. That's like where he is in his career. Uh, tonight, he really looked like that. He rebounded the ball really well. He hit a bunch of shots, even though there weren't a bunch of threes. Um, I thought he looked the best he's looked in a long time and like honestly they need it because with Wiseman being shut down and like you and I I I think we never bought that Wiseman was going to be a playoff factor but Mm -hmm. now that it's now that's official they need Otto to they need Otto to be the guy who was at Christmas you know they need Otto to be that guy he was in the beginning part of the season because he is, for better or worse, a valuable part of the big man rotation. Now. Right. For better. For better, I would say. I just It's funny that he played the best game in three months. I agree with you since Christmas, uh, and he didn't make a three. Maybe he made one, but he just he can't shoot right now, and he hasn't been able to shoot in a, for a while. It's just cooking, pretty funny. Cooking, 
Cook it on those twelve footers though. It's fine. Well, it's just offensive rebounding, making the right play, right? Playing pretty good defense, some weak side blocks. Uh, actually, not even weak side blocks, just help blocks, and uh, and just and just like those little layups and stuff like that. He started yelling at Bielitsa because Bielitsa turned down a wide open layup, right? So he had some nice passes. Just just incredible uh, kind of effort from Otto tonight. He was also kind of limping and falling over a few times. So hopefully, it'll be all right. Maybe he maybe it's just old old man old man pain. But uh, the other one is Bielitsa. The oldest, so. oldest 28-year-old ever. Hey, 28? Wow, that's crazy. I thought I was the oldest. I'm the, I'm the oldest 30-year-old ever, so I, I feel where, where Otto's I mean, he, Otto might be 29 now, but the, the point, you know, the, oh, no, he's still 28. The point sticks. <laughs> he, um, really is, he really is 28. I really, for some reason, in my head, had it born like 32. Wow. For, for those of you who are big into birthday trivia, born in June of 93. So, wow. Um, Aries. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I hate the fact that I know the answer to that. That means he's a Gemini. <laughs> How do you know that? That's not even when your birthday is. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to hype up. By the way, um, Aaron, Aaron in the chat, I appreciate it. Lars Cool. Um, bringing up weight to Looney's 28. Looney also is uh, 26. Like, how do the Warriors no have the oldest, the oldest 28 and 26-year-old of all time? Like, they, they both play like they're 40. They both play, <laughs> they both play like the old dude at, like, you know, your, uh, your Saturday run who's just, like, lathering themselves in Bengay. Like, you know, <laughs> you can, you know you what I mean? You can smell the icy hot, literally, when you <laughs> get close to them. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, hey, they're, they're both good players, you know, the, like, more credit to them. <laughs> good. Uh, God damn. Um, <laughs> is that the new Warriors market inefficiency, like, wash 20-something-year-olds? <laughs> like Andrew Wiggins. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we'll get to him in a bit. Uh, I might be Elisa play very well tonight. Right? He's been playing very well for a week or two now. And tonight he made a three, made some nice passes. Uh, I think the thing with Bielitsa is that he's just he's not scared. Like he's kind of like he makes dumb plays, turnovers, and and just kind of misses layups here and there. And he definitely plays. He's probably the worst defensive player on the team outside of Chioza. Uh, but I don't count Chioza because he's two way. But like B- Bally's playing well. Like he's but, giving but not, everything but not a Wiggins, he's got. Not a Wiggins type of two way. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you, and I I do think it helps that the Spurs don't have a backup guard. Like, yeah, it was Trey, need... Trey, Trey Jones or whatever. It was Tyus Jones' little brother, right? Not very good. Yeah, like Bielitz is a, just a downright liability if you have a pick-and-roll guard. Uh, but, you know, shout-out Pop for never running pick-and-roll also. It makes it a little easier to play Bielitsa, right? Like um, Orlando – no, okay. So, like, they're going to play Atlanta, and Bielitsa is going to be unplayable against Trey Young, right? Like, those are the type of games where he's a problem. But, like, against a team like the Spurs, they're not really going to pick on him too much. He can kind of use his passing. And, you know, he had a couple threes tonight. Um, whatever. He, he gave some good minutes there. So yeah. I, they, they haven't played. The, the, these two guys have been missing for months. That's the thing. That's That was my takeaway uh, during that fourth quarter run when they came back. It's they need these guys to be good. Look, Jordan Poole, we're going to talk about him next. He's special, right? Clay looked good tonight. But it's like these two guys, they're going to have to play minutes in the postseason. They cannot it, – it, it, it might be five. It might be 12. But they're going to have to play minutes. And Bielitsa can't be a complete zero like he's been for months. So 
I thought it was cool that they play well tonight. Good for them. I agree. Let's get to we buried the lead. We often yeah. bury the lead. Yes, we it's do. Very bad. It's very bad journalistic practice. Um, <laughs> no, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Good thing we're podcast hosts. Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, Jordan Poole, game one without Steph Curry as kind of the lead player, I give it a solid B plus. Yeah, special. If not, if not A minus. I think. I think my criticism of tonight, my only criticism is he probably should have ran more pick and roll shocker. You know, like that's mm-hmm. uh like I I thought they tried too hard to run their normal offense uh without Steph Curry and it looked ugly early on. But like putting Do you that blame aside, that on Jordan Poole though? Yeah, right. It's not really No, I don't no, I don't, no, I don't. Because it, yeah. he also doesn't have enough um stature to be like you know, I'm yeah. gonna take I'm going to exactly. take this and go over. But, like, I thought he really settled into the game and had a really nice, like, mid-third to the end of the game on. I did. Uh, dude, he's – there's been arguments over whether the Warriors should re-sign him. I don't think it's a question. What? I, th- yeah. I think – Stop. I, there's not really a number, in my opinion. He's a uh, – he's, he's, he's probably the second-best offensive player. Of the he's season. a dog. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. He's he's easily the second best shot creator on the Warriors, and he keeps getting better. And I I just don't even know. I'll let you go first. Let's start. Yeah, yeah. I I think that he does something really well in these type of games that I think Steph has has kind of struggled with the past few years. Is is he's going to go get his shot? He's going to the rim. He's getting shots up, especially when you see this type of defense that has the Warriors scouted well. Like, Pop knows this offense, and he's going to have his players prepared to play against this offense. So when that happens, I love to see Jordan Poole say, all right, I'm just going to go to the rack. I'm just going to shoot threes. I think what Steph has kind of struggled with these last few seasons, he's just too in love with the offense. And 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 the, and it's just a constant struggle until you kind of get off, like the way Poole does tonight. So. Uh, outside of that, I'm with you. He's the second best uh, shot creator by far, by far on this team. It's not even close. Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson are not close. Uh, you want to tell me like who I trust with a shot on the line? Yeah, it's Stephen Clay, obviously. But like getting your own shot and being that type of player, yeah, it's Jordan Poole right now. And that's why, like, for me, the offense, it's it's not like they need Poole to score. They don't need him to pass. Like Steph can do both, but that's what they have Draymond there for. So, like, he should be able to average 20, 25 points when Steph is gone. That's the other thing. That's the other thing with Draymond where it's like you just can't get yourself out of games like these, right? You just can't. Uh, but Jordan Poole, just – I don't know, man. He's They're, they're going to keep him, and, they, and they're going to sign him. There's no way of, There's no way around it. 11 there's for no 20, way around it. 11 for 21, 4 for 9 from 3. He had 3 assists and 3 turnovers. That's not great, but he was largely off ball. And 5 rebounds, he, he's, he's scrappy. 28 total points. I thought he had a, I thought he had an A second half and maybe a B minus, maybe a C first half in general for him. Because when they run that offense, it, it doesn't actually maximize him, right? And and we've talked about this. It doesn't help him when they run that type of offense. But when you let him get unleashed, and you're like, all right, the team's down 12, go get a bucket. Like, Spurs can't guard him. Not many teams, not many teams in this league could. I thought he also had a nice two-man game going with Kuminga a little bit down the stretch. I think Kuminga had a really good game. Belly too. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's exciting to see. I think he's going to average well over twenty while Steph's out, um, and I think it alleviates some pressure off of off of Clay when he's in there too. So 
in general, things are going up with Jordan Poole. I'll just put it that way. Um, In my opinion, he superseded Andrew Wiggins in terms of importance on his team. I thought he did a while ago, but like, I don't even think it's debatable at this point. It's not like it's a competition between players on this team, but just like brass tacks, like who needs to be out there? Like Jordan Poole is a larger priority than Andrew Wiggins for me at this stage. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I think I said that a a few months back when the the first, like who would you rather keep? You know, when the first random report came out where it's like $20 million a year for Jordan Poole, it's like, who would you rather have? I'm like, no, it's it's freaking Jordan Poole, right? Is Jordan yeah. Poole, and I, you know, who knows who the Warriors choose? They could technically choose both, but um, let's talk about Clay next. Uh, yeah, because, let's let's do a yeah. quick Clay check in, then we get to the goons. Yeah, up and down, up and down. Took the off head, his headband. The head, the head came, headband came <laughs> off. Very important. He did shoot better after the headband came off. So, uh, do you think the headband has been affecting his jump shot? <laughs> <laughs> I think him forcing shots up and, and and shooting off the dribble is affecting his jump shot. Uh, he shot a lot better when he was trying to play when he was playing two man game, three man game split cut action with Belly and and, uh, and Otto Porter at the and end he, of the, at the second half. So I, he just I, it's the same story, right? Just kind of play and be who you've been your whole career. It just Clay's he you can tell he's just getting impatient right now. He misses a couple shots, he loses his mind, he starts to take bad shots. It's yeah, dude, he hasn't played yeah. a lot of basketball. Yeah. He's trying really hard to get it all back too quick. Yeah. I mean, I think I know the recipe right now. He needs to go back to the buzz cut. He needs to bring oh, the goatee. He needs to oh, bring the goatee back. He needs to look like a, a dorky twenty-four-year-old. And then I think he's going to shoot forty-five percent from three. That's 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 where I'm at with it. You know, the the uh, the long hair, the beard, the the whole like uh, evolved man look. Evolved men don't shoot forty five percent from three. You know, that's all I'm saying. I need, I need, I need, I need the goatee. I need the goatee killer coming back. That's that's where I'm at with it. You know, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be fine in his social life with the goatee. No one's, you know, it's not it's not gonna it's it's not gonna affect him. He'll be okay. Oh so, boy, your boy Jaden Ivy. He's nice. Oh boy, he is, he is nice. But anyway, that's that is my take on Clay. Bring back the buzz cut, bring back the goatee, and uh, and you know we all profit. Game six, Clay. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be fine too. Uh, decent game from. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. You ready to get to the goons? Ready to get to the goons. Ray, what's up, man? Oh, hey. I'm a first-time caller. It's crazy. There we go. What's up, brother? Appreciate it. Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, man? Hey. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game. I was doing – I'm doing laundry right now. But I had – I was on ESPN, uh, ESPN app, and I went ahead and checked the play-by-play, and I seen that there was a, a loose, loose ball foul called, right? I'm just trying to figure out what, what the Warriors are going to do about their rebounding. Wiseman, you know, Wiseman's ramping up and everything. What's the situation with Wiseman, and when when oh, is he man. coming back? Ray, appreciate the call. That's actually a fair point. All right, let, let, let's get the Wiseman topic out of the way. <sighs> per uh, friend of the show, Tony Slater, um, <laughs> he's um, he's got a little knee swelling again. They've shut him down. I think it's over. I think. I just hope he gets to play, um, like, you know, get a – In the summer games. league. No, no, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they play the the Spurs and, you know, like, a couple teams the last – No, I, I just, no, I, no, 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 no. I just want him to – no, you hear what I'm saying. I want him to get, like, five minutes in the game just so the mental hurdle okay, okay, is cleared. Fair. Because okay. I don't think – I don't think he's playing in the playoffs. I think this season is over for him. I just want him to get over that mental hurdle so he can attack okay. summer league and be where he needs to be next year because it's already way too late in the season. I was skeptical that he was going to help them, period, um, with regards to, like, postseason push. Um, with this latest setback, like, dude, it's, it's March 20th. Yeah. The season ends on the 10th of April. Like, what, what are we talking about here? He hasn't played in the NBA since last April. He's not a veteran. He's, it's not like you can Clay, just look at Clay him. right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it's not like you throw him into a playoff game and expect something good to happen. I think his season's over, and it just is what it is. He's had some unfortunate setbacks. I feel bad about the whole situation, but whatever, you know. I yeah, I'm 100% agreed with you. I thought a season was over when he got that initial thing, and again, this has nothing to do with James Wiseman. The problem is that this team was relying on him to come back. Like he was a rotation player, and that's completely unacceptable, right? Completely unacceptable. I was watching Jacoperto, who's a good basketball player, dominate the glass when he was on the floor. Zach Collins had a great first quarter. Like, what are, what are we doing here? Um, so, by the way, shout out Jacoperto. Like, is that not a Steve Kerr player right there? I just, I, he actually should be on this team. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you uh, right now. By the way, 
just teleport him. Be like, you could be the new Bogut slash Zaza. He should be on this team. I mean, it just I, I don't know. Was he on the trade deadline market? Hey, we're tangent right here, right now. But I, with Wiseman, um, it sucks. Uh, okay, I'm with you. Get get a couple minutes in, in an NBA game right before the season's over. I, I think he should just sit the season out. Like that's twice now. You you got a cleanup, arthroscopic cleanup uh, a couple months back. Now you have knee swelling. Like it's like we're not talking about the season, Sam. We're talking about a guy's career, a kid's career on the line right now. Like he's seven two with knee issues. Ah, that's a big dude with leg problems. That is not. That is not what you want to see. It just, it doesn't just go away all of a sudden. So my concern is like, is his career going to be okay? And I, I hope so. I hope so. So I hope so uh, too. Yeah. For now, for now, how about Andrew Wiggins make a fucking free throw and get a rebound for now? All right, Mika. That's true. Can you guys hear me? There we go. We can hear. Right. I was. I, I was biking home um, from watching that. If you, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. I was on my knees praying when Andrew Wiggins was shooting the second free throw. Knew, knew it wasn't going in. Knew it wasn't. It's why I'm not religious. I knew it wasn't happening. I would have gone to church every Sunday if he hit it, but you know, uh, now now I got my Sundays free still, so that's good at least. Um, that was awful, uh, an awful loss. But I think it's very encouraging. Jordan Poole's play. I, I'm starting to become a super fan. I think this kid is really special, and I guess I'm curious. How many guards in the West do we think are currently better than Jordan Poole? If we had to go down the list, because I, <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to crunch it in my head. I don't think there's a lot. And I know we got Andrew Wiggins to be an All Star this year. Is there any chance Warriors Nation could get Jordan Poole to be an All Star next year? What do you guys think? Wow, I love that question. First off, Joey Lacob is not running the Jordan Poole All Star campaign until that extension is signed. Uh, not, not giving away, <laughs> not giving away free money. Not giving away free money, but uh, you think you think Ray Ritter works for free? Are you serious? Come on, come on. Right, let, guards who are better than Jordan Poole, obviously Steph, Ja, Luca, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, these are all all stars. Like, so it's there's no shade to them. But like, let me ask you this: Do you think Jordan Poole can be a better player than Dejounte Murray? They're completely different types of players. No, yeah, but you're talking impact. I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, let's take it. Let's take it down a level. Um, what about what about like okay? So the Mavs just got Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think it's the perfect role for Dinwiddie. He's kind of like the you know second tier playmaker off of Luca, and he looks like a stud doing it. Would you rather have Spencer Dinwiddie or Jordan Poole? You, you just are you reading Kawakami, friend of the show's timeline? Uh, yeah, I'd rather have Jordan Poole. He's just way more explosive, getting to the rack and 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 overall just getting his own shot. There's the thing about Jordan Poole that I pe- think uh, is true too. This is not the perfect environment for Jordan Poole. Like the system doesn't necessarily fit him. He's also playing with guys that aren't really shooters, like in the modern NBA. He's playing with guys like Kevon Looney. Uh, uh, Kaminga a lot, right? Draymond, who's not really a shooter. It's not like he's Steph, where playing with Draymond actually does help because they've got like this this tele telepathic kind of connection, right? It's different um, for Jordan Poole. So it's different. It's di- him doing this is is some special stuff, man. But in terms of making all star, I mean, it'd probably be like a Wiggins type of thing, right? He'd have to get in because of some uh, <laughs> extenuating circumstances. Uh, I, I just you know the, the what rest about, is the rest is tough, man. What about what about Jamal Murray? 
Jamal, Jamal Murray's better than him. Um, yeah. Do, do you see that as a wow. realistic, um, like what he can get to? Wow. Jamal Murray, I, maybe uh, Jamal Murray is an elite shooter. That's the difference. Like Jordan Poole, he's, he's hot right now, but throughout most of the season, he was at 34, 35%. So I think he's probably at around 36, 37 now. Jamal Murray's elite. So if you're telling me it's Jamal Murray level, that, that, that says to me that he's one of the better shooting guards in the entire NBA, and he's a max contract player, like, like Jamal Murray. I don't know. Do you I was, think I he was can be that? I was literally about to throw this out, but a friend of the show, Aaron Larsoul, throws it in the chat. He goes, CJ, Jamal Murray, if healthy. I, I, I don't think Jordan's as good as those guys. I would not be shocked if he got to that level in the next year or two. That's kind of where I see him. Like, I don't think he's gonna get to the, uh, you know, the Devin Booker, John Morant level, like those type of guys. But like to the Jamal Murray, CJ McCollum level, like I think it's possible. I th- I'm not saying he's there now, but I think it's possible he can get there. Okay. And honestly, if CJ McCollum was a Warrior, he'd be an All Star. Not just because of his play, but because of the Warrior fans. You know what I mean? So I think I think that's. I mean, I mean that's a. Uh, Let's just put it this way. That's a very valuable player. Oh. Oh. So I'm, I'm with you. Let's get to Willie. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Willie? Hey, so uh, my question is so, uh, pretty simple. Without Steph, we know we're you know going to try and stay above 500 until then. But then when we make this playoff push, where do you guys – at this point, given health, see us like going, like how far, like, do you think we still have a shot at making it to the finals or do you think, you know, our goal should be see if we can make it to the Western conference finals and then call the season a success? Or do you think it's, you know, championship or bust still given all the injuries we've like been dealing with? Who should have to call away? I wouldn't say the season a championship or bust, but the expectations for these guys should be winning a championship, 100%. If Steph, Draymond, and Claire are healthy going into the postseason, the expectation should be winning a championship. I'm not going to come out here and say, like, if they lose in the Western Conference Finals that it's been a failure of the season, though, Sam. I, I guess I guess part of that is just, just this last month is such a shit show with Steph out and, and Draymond's injury the past two months. I just Some of that is kind of tough. But I wouldn't say it's like, like, I feel like if Draymond was healthy and was good for the last month and Steph is healthy going into the last month, I feel like, yeah, you should win a championship. But I, I don't know. How do you feel? I think if you had Steph and Draymond healthy the way they were to start the season, right. you right. would say they're the favorites and anything short of winning the West is a disappointment. Uh, but that's not what's going on right now. Right. So, right. so we got, we got to see how it plays out. Um, so much of it's, down to health of those two. It's really just down to the health of those two. So we're we're just gonna have to see what happens when three comes back. Uh, right, yeah. right. Clay's Clay's hurt. I mean, I mean, he's not hurt. I mean, but it's like he looks good out there physically. But you can, all right, he's rusty. This is what it is. So it's three. But yeah, I mean, in in the short term, I want to see what Draymond can get back to. Um, yeah. He yeah. looked lethargic in the first half, but like he's better than that. So. Greg, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, definitely a frustrating game, but kind of understandable despite what's been going on. Um, I guess what I've been thinking these last few days is, I mean, obviously it sucks that still haven't seen Steph and Draymond and Clay all together very much at all. 
but I don't know. Do you think, as we saw, like clearly we're not at our best when Steph is like classic point guard distributor. I think we obviously we excel when Draymond is doing that right. kind of role. Um, I don't know. Do you think that maybe, I guess my question is, if you had to like pick for the remainder of the season, not having Steph or not having Draymond, what do you think like makes more sense? It kind of feels maybe better to be having Draymond just because that's, you know, with him as the distributor is more of our, our normal system. Right. So like, obviously we're in a, we are in a dark stuff. place right now. We are in a dark place. right hey, now. I, <laughs> Greg, I appreciate the call and I'm going to, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take it in a different direction. I actually agree with Greg. I think, I think Steph is going to be easier to quote unquote ramp up in two games than Draymond is. I think Draymond actually needs like three weeks to get back to being Draymond. You know what I mean? Whereas I think what, like, let's be clear. Steph matters more, but like, I think Steph only needs a couple games to be Steph. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of where I'm at. If what yes, I can see I can see Greg's trying to find a silver lining here. I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. I I can see that if the Warriors believe that Steph is gonna be a hundred percent healthy, that this is actually a good thing, right? Uh, with the MCL sprain in 2016, when he came back, the when he came back, it was he was not gonna be healthy the rest of the season. We knew that. He knew that. They all knew that. I, I think the Warriors. I think why it's been reported they're optimistic is that I think they do feel if Steph needed to come back and play a week and a half from now, he could. But right, that's 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 right. a good point. The the tone around it, and it's not yep. just like a it's not just public PR. It's like it, it does feel like they think it's not that serious, and it's not a you know, it's not a uh, a question mark. It, it's yeah, it's not going to affect him. They think. For the postseason, right? It's almost like they could shoot him up and he could be out there in a week and a half is what I'm trying to say. Like he could. But they're almost saying, well, if you sit out and you get the last three games of the regular season and you're as close to 100% as possible. Like my thing with Steph this season has always been you're just playing too many games. And, the, and you know, that's just it, it, that's what happens, right? You're just going to have to play a lot of games if you're healthy, especially someone like Steph. But maybe this is a good thing. Uh, overall, not really, because you still don't get Steph Draymond, Clay Wiggs, and those guys all playing together. But it is what it is. If Steph's 100% healthy, you're you know, good as a shot as everyone. Anyway. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Chris, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Yeah, I was just trying to ask a question. Uh, so with, like, Wiseman out, 
I was wondering if you guys think like, yo, we might as well just go full in on small ball now with uh, Draymond at the five. And then uh, to the tonight's game, I wonder what you think how much Kerr had with us losing tonight with not going small quicker when he saw that uh, Otto Porter was rebounding like the heck out of the ball with like 16 rebounds. And I thought um, he should have played Kaminga more down the stretch. Thanks. Chris, appreciate it. Um, I feel like a lot of the Draymond, like I'm going to give him a pass on the Draymond stuff because I think a lot of the Draymond stuff is more about like trying to get Draymond's body where it needs to be. Like we all know Draymond's best at the five. Um, But if he's not ready to play 30 minutes at the five, you can't do that, right? And that's really where the issue is. Like how how much can you play Draymond at the five before his body breaks down, right? Yeah, and I mean, they're also, well, they are all in on small ball. <laughs> that's that's why Kevon Looney is is the last thing, is the last man standing between them and playing freaking Otto Porter at the five starting the game. Like, we're gonna we're about to get GP2 at the five on Tuesday night if, if things go bad. Like, they are already all in on small ball. And actually, this is, the, this is the thing where you and I have talked about, I think, why can't they just go balance themselves? They've either got to have 18 centers for no reason, right? Or... Now they've got no centers, right? It's like, you just can't have three. You know, just, just get three. They saw that backup center would be good for this team. Uh, it would not, be. Yeah. Not that they would a championship or anything, but maybe they help add a win or two or three to the season. Or, right? or, just, just, or just um keep guys healthy. Like, keep Looney alive. My, I think my, he's about to die out there. My concern is not that they don't have a center. It's that how much how many games in a row can Draymond play the five before he wears down? You know, like that's always been the concern, right? Yeah. Like, that's I know what Steve Kerr has always said, always. Steve O. Let's, let's bring friend of the show, Aaron Larsoul on. Aaron, what's boys, up? Boys, boys. Uh, so shout out Andrew Wiggins for missing that free throw and then not even breathing on DeJounte Murray on his blockout leading to the uh, the offensive rebound and putback. So shout out a Wiggs failing on both ends at the free throw line. Two-way. Two-way failure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, all right, let's move this forward a little bit. At this point, uh, there's a lot in play, and it looks like basically the only teams the Warriors cannot play in the first round are the Suns, Memphis, the Lakers, and the Pels. It seems like everybody else is in play, whether the Warriors finish third, fourth, fifth, whatever. Um, they could still technically finish second and, and have uh, the winner of the 7-8 the playing game. So who do you guys like the most and least out of a potential first-round matchup out of those maybe, I don't know, what is it, six or, or so possible opponents? I love this question. We, we kind of hit on it in the mini pod. I'm going to go with my first one, Utah, Utah, Utah. Um, <laughs> I think... I think Dallas is tough because they can defend and Luka. You just don't want to be in a single possession game with Luka. Um, Jokic is a problem, even if the rest of the roster is kind of, you know, missed spare parts. I think Utah is the easiest matchup for the Warriors because if Draymond's healthy, they go small and they can't guard the three-point line at all. And next thing you know, we're about to turn – uh, go bear into an internet meme trying to chase around Steph. So, like, that's the reality of the matter. It's just, I think that's the best matchup for the Warriors. I agree. I go with Utah. Um, and since I since I agree, I'm going to go with the second one. I, I think Denver would be a good matchup for them. 
Um, and, and not because I don't think that Jokic is amazing. I think he's the MVP of the season. They don't have enough. They just simply do not have enough. Uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are not coming back. Even if they are coming back, they aren't going to be ready to play playoff basketball. So I, I'm not worried about those two guys. And when you talk about the rest of the team, they just don't have enough juice. Yeah, Will Barton is cool, right? He's nice. Uh, Bones Highland, your guy, uh, solid, right? He's going to be a good NBA player, but they just don't have enough on offense uh, and defense uh, against this team in a seven-game series. So, like, I would like to see either of those teams. Right now, I think I'd rather see those two teams versus, like, Minnesota, right? (laughs) Because imagine having to guard – imagine having to guard a red-hot Minnesota team with Cat playing the way he is and Anthony Edwards just – just eating you alive, and right? Get into the of, hole. A bunch of six ten dudes who are hyper athletic. Vanderbilt, yeah, Jaden McDaniels, right? All these guys. Pat Bev, uh, Pat Bev, Pat Bev. You know, so it's like that's a tough one too. Sneaky, sneaky tough. I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather face Denver than Minnesota at this point. But like, yeah, in general, that's it. I think Dallas is probably the worst matchup. Like, would rather avoid them. But I, but I also feel like it's not the end of the world if you do get Dallas. Like, I don't think the, the Warriors are going to be favored in that series. Do you think? Do you agree? If they're healthy, they'll be favored. Yeah, yeah. The first Obvious. Yeah. 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 So, I, you know, I think it's not the worst case scenario, but it's like, yeah, I'm with you in that. Like, Dallas is not fun. Like, I, my thing is, like, you get Steph back off a foot injury off three weeks and he has to guard uh, Jalen Brunson, Luka, and Dinwiddie, like, back to back to back. Like, they're just going to go spread five. And ISO every time we've seen what Dallas does, right? That's tough. That's really tough. You can't really hide in those scenarios. Yeah, whereas against uh, Denver, it's like Monty Morris, or you know, so <laughs> it's, it's it's a little, it's a little. Royce O'Neal in Utah, you know. So it's, it's yeah, a exactly. Easier. All right, keep moving. A couple more callers. We'll call it a night. Miles, hello. Can you hear me? We can sure. hear you. What's up, bro? Just two quick questions for you guys. Bigger picture things. Um, Someone already touched on it, but the Bielitsa playing under all the way until under four minutes in the fourth quarter was a bit questionable. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then the second thing was, is uh, Steve Kerr using his challenge pretty early in a close game when there was a challengeable play with two seconds left that probably would have flipped the script. Thoughts on that as we move towards the playoffs? (sighs) <laughs> really, really bringing the depression back. Um, okay. First off, <laughs> challenging a play and having it thrown into a flagrant against you. Hilarious. Hilarious. Steve's got to get better at that stuff. <laughs> like, it, it, that's, that's just objectively a thing. He's got to get better at that stuff. He did miss the free throw, so I guess they got lucky. But, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would argue this, though. Like, I – Guys like Draymond and, and Clay are the two guys that are always yelling at in that situation, yelling at stuff that Steve to challenge. Kind of tough to turn to say no to those guys, right? Yeah, yeah Steve, yeah. you're the fucking coach. I mean, come on. Agreed. All right, back to Shaku. Shaku. Yeah, I thought is it even legal to upgrade it? Like that's kind of like. Hey guys, hey, how's it going, man? Oh, good, good. Yeah, sorry about that. I got caught in the chat. So I guess I was thinking about. What we're gonna do with, with Wiggins? Um, are we are we expecting Kerr to try to force feed him to get him to get him like back together, or is he just hoping that like he'll get his mojo back because him and Draymond had a lot of chemistry? Because otherwise, I'm like Kaminga's been better than him the last 15 games or so. It's just like, do we? Is he gonna try to just stick with? Is Kerr gonna just stick with, with Wiggins? 
Um, or is he gonna, or do you guys think he'd, he'd experiment more? I like the question and I actually think you answered it. I think the player who gets Wiggins going the best is Draymond. It's like, yeah, Wiggins is an airhead, bro. Like there's no other way around it. You know, like he's just, he's just a space cadet. He needs a Draymond in his ear. That's all I can say. Like if Draymond's up him, he, he plays pretty well. If Draymond's not, he's just kind of floating and like it's, it is what it is. Like, I don't think Wiggins is uh, a bad player. I don't even think he's a, I think he cares. I just think he's, I, we all have friends who like respond better to someone being in their face. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys. Uh, I'm going to give you a uh, bottom stop line uh, that I did. I, something straight out of their <laughs> podcast and what he would say. Uh, Wiggins just don't got the dog in him, man. He just don't. It just, there was a possession where. <laughs> He just there was a possession where there was a loose ball and Wiggins just standing there and, and Otto Porter's on the floor. He's been on the floor for a full second. Andrew Wiggins is bending over at his knees trying to pick up the ball and you're just like, dude, it's it's four minutes left. It's crunch time. You're down by a point. What are we doing here, right? And, and I just, I, it's tough, man. It's can we move it along? Can we move it along? Yeah, next? we got we got heart. one la- we got one last caller to get to and then we call it a night. Reverend John. Oh man, this game was brutal. So shout out to Tim Roy though. His his announcing on the radio was awesome. They drove up today today. That guy killed it. Um, but yeah, it was completely awful. And and really, the only team that I would want to see there is the Jazz. When you were bringing up that scenario, um, but I mean, can we even play the Jazz? They're the ones right behind us. We fall backwards. We're more likely looking at Dallas. Dallas's defense is looking great. You know. Little things to worry about. But then, like I said a few shows ago, a pissed off Draymond's the best Draymond. You know what's going to piss him off a lot? Getting thrown out of a game is going to piss him off a lot. So I imagine that we're going to see a pretty good Draymond these next few games. And maybe we can steal one of these ones on the East Coast trip. Maybe we can actually steal that Atlanta game um, because we do have a pissed off Draymond. So that could be awesome. So, hey, everyone, keep your heads up. Don't worry about Wiseman. Don't worry about Wiggins. If you're really that worried about them, they'd be gone in two years anyways if they're a party. So, like, who, who, why worry about them? Let's focus on what we got, and let's get this team going, and let's stay focused on getting to the darn playoffs, and hopefully step us back. That's all I, I got. Thanks, guys. I love it. Walter is the best to close with, as always. Appreciate everyone who called in tonight. We'll be back. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.